Hello and welcome to episode 11 of EV Brief, your weekly EV podcast where I bring you some of the most interesting electric vehicle news from the past week. It's Monday, June 24, and uh, on today's show, I'll be looking at solar panels in the US, specifically Minnesota, and how solar energy sites are becoming habitats for wildlife. I'll also take a look at some electric aircraft offerings from the Paris Air Show. Tesla commenced right-hand drive deliveries of the Model 3 in the UK last week, and the Chinese EV maker BYD announced that they're entering the Australian market. All these stories and more on this week's episode. Right, well on to today's first story, and uh, for those of us who are supporters of renewable energy, we love seeing things like wind farms and solar farms as we drive along, don't we? Well, maybe it's just me, but regardless, uh, Connexus Energy of Minnesota and the National Renewable Energy Lab have found a way to make solar energy sites even more useful and attractive, and that is by improving soil health and providing a habitat for wildlife. The Ramsey Renewable Station is around uh, one of a dozen test sites in the United States, Cleantechnica reports. By planting pollinator plants around the solar panels, not only do they uh, create an enticing environment for bees and butterflies, crucial for the production of all the fruits and vegetables we love, but the plants actually create a microclimate, keeping the solar panels cooler and producing more electricity. Now, generally, solar farms are just surrounded with concrete or gravel, so it's great to see some lateral thinking here that uh, not only benefits the environment and farms, but also the efficiency of the solar panels. Connexus CEO Greg Ritterbush says that uh, on sunny days, the electricity from the Ramsey Renewable Power Facility was actually cheaper than power from the grid, which in Minnesota comes from uh, predominantly coal, natural gas and nuclear power. Well, last week was an historic week for Tesla drivers in the UK as customers took delivery of the first right-hand drive Model 3 sedans. There are expected to be a number of right-hand drive shipments arriving into the UK over the coming months with up to 150 deliveries before the end of this month, teslarati.com is reporting. Apparently, there are an additional 4,000 Model 3 sedans set for delivery over July and August that are currently in transit. The Model 3 starts at around £39,000 in the UK, including the £3,500 green vehicle deduction. Crucially, the Model 3 and other Teslas are exempt from London's congestion charge and will also be able to access London's new ultra-low emission zone without paying a fee. And while we're on the subject of Tesla, many of you will have seen that New York Times piece on the weekend, uh, entitled LA to Vegas and back by electric car, Eight hours driving, five more plugged in. Hmm. Now, I won't go into the details too much because it has already been fiercely debated and rebuked on the internet, but uh, basically, Ivan Penn for the New York Times took a Chevrolet Bolt, the electric city car, and attempted to drive it on a 540-mile round trip. Uh, Travelling with EVgo charging representatives, uh, it appears that he only used the EVgo network to charge the car, ignoring uh, other high-speed charging networks. There have been a number of uh, Tesla owners, including uh, Casey Neistat, who have pointed out that uh, they could drive half the trip in one go, no problem. And uh, Clean Technica did an interesting analysis of the Times' trip to see how accurate the reporting was, which I'll link to in the show notes. This article was uh, infuriating for a number of reasons, but uh, the point I was, uh, the point I want to make is about Tesla and specifically their uh, their marketing department and how they handle anti-EV nonsense like this. At the recent uh, Tesla shareholders meeting last month, uh, you'll recall that Elon Musk stated 
quote, uh, spending money on advertising would increase demand, but we're selling more cars than we can uh, make, so it's not necessary right now. I have an aversion to ads, as there is too much trickery, end quote. Now, this is all very well in a perfect world, I think, uh, but unfortunately, we're in a world where Tesla faces daily criticism from the media, and over 30% of its shares are shorted. I'd like to add my voice to a growing number of commentators in suggesting that Tesla needs to counter some of the noise around its products. Uh, sure, your customers are obviously your biggest advocates and getting people into the cars is key to sales, but uh, there are still so many millions of people out there who are cautious of electric vehicles and actually know nothing about Tesla. The company could avoid what Elon calls this trickery uh, altogether by just sharing facts about their vehicles. In relation to the New York Times road trip article, uh, would it hurt Tesla to put out one simple social media ad or billboard that just said something like uh, LA to Vegas, no stopover, or even just the EPA range rating? Uh, surely something simple combating misinformation uh, with actual information would go a long way to creating brand awareness and a positive profile. Now, I'm really interested to hear uh, what uh, you guys think about this. Is Tesla doing the right thing by quietly going about their business, or should they be more vocal and be spruiking their products? Let me know. Now, we're getting pretty comfortable with electric cars on the roads these days, but how do you feel about an electric plane? We've discussed Aviation's Alice plane on the podcast before, but at the Paris Air Show last week, Aviation confirmed their first commercial customer, Cape Air, which is based in Massachusetts. This regional carrier is a perfect fit for the electric Alice, uh, currently operating a fleet of 92 nine-seater aircraft across 35 US and Caribbean cities. Aviation's plane, as I mentioned, can carry nine passengers uh, at a rate of 240 knots, up to 650 miles. That's some serious distance on a single charge, and while we're not going to see electric transcontinental planes anytime soon, uh, this technology makes perfect sense for smaller regional carriers with fewer passengers and with short distances. Now Magnix, an Australian and US-based electric propulsion company, will actually be providing the electric engines for this uh, first commercial order. And while Aviation's CEO proudly trumpeted the company's environmental credentials, it's clear that electric planes have the potential to dramatically reduce the cost of flying for regional carriers with less expensive maintenance and obviously zero fuel cost. Hopefully, eventually we'll see cheaper fares and more competition as a result. In other electric aviation news, H55, the Swiss electric aircraft startup, has taken to the skies for the first time. The two-seat aeroplane offers 90-minute uh, flight time, um, which includes a buffer for emergencies, uh, and that's powered by two 50-kilowatt-hour battery packs. H55 estimates the energy cost for one hour of flying to be around US $7. This plane is already receiving plenty of interest from flight schools and would serve as an excellent training aircraft. H55 aims to take the propulsion system further in the future, developing electric vertical takeoff and landing systems for what will eventually be flying taxis. Now, Australia's SEA Automotive have already been manufacturing electric drivetrains for commercial vehicles and exporting their technology to the world. But BYD has announced that it will be selling its Chinese-made electric trucks in Australia shortly, aimed at uh, small-to-medium logistics companies. 
The Driven reports the T5 and T6 models have a range of 300 kilometers and should provide significant cost savings for operators over their lifetime of use. BYD has teamed up with Macquarie Finance and customers will be able to lease the vehicles through Macquarie, offsetting the higher cost of the electric drivetrain against significantly lower running costs. And that is episode 11 of EV Brief for Monday, June 24. Thank you very much for tuning in this week. If you enjoyed the show, please consider supporting EV Brief by leaving a review on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app, or contributing to the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash evbriefpodcast. Of course, you can always get in touch with me, uh, leaving any feedback or suggestions, either on Twitter or Facebook, or via the evbrief at gmail.com. My name is Jonathan. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next week on EV Brief.